السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته هلو ايفريبادي وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام مو ذا مايكروسوفت And he was about to see. And we, we got our brother here, Akhuna Fil Islam. We brought a new companion here yeah. on tonight. Introduce yourself, my brother. Alhamdulillah, my name is Muhammad. Salam, Muhammad. All right, start us off, man. Okay, let's talk about even in society. Hold on, we're going to start off with a hadith from the Prophet. It's related by, I believe, Abu Dawood. He said, verily. Be, be congregated in jama'ah. Verily, the wolf attacks a sheep when it's lonely. Don't be the lonely sheep that gets clapped. That's, that's basically what hadith is telling you. Don't be the lonely sheep that gets clapped. And what is the importance of congregation? You even see it in society today. Men, you need, you need a team. You need a group. You need, you need people that are friends that will inspire you and like, um, increase you in goodness and join upon you. Like you hear all the time today, you are the, uh, the sum of the five best friends that you have. Yeah. yeah. Like the people that are, that are people there's that are hadith. Gonna, there's hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu yeah. says, "You are on the dean of the people who like yeah. you associate. You are on with. the way of life of the people you associate with. Yeah, and this is this is important with life. You don't want to be caught lacking alone. You don't want to be by yourself. You want to have good people around you. Like imagine you could have all the endeavors of the world, but if you're lonely, well, you'll be sad. You'll be sad, and this is the reality of it. You hear it through all throughout history." I mean, you like you want to be uplifted by your boy. That's why yeah, we got our, want, our brother be, right here, man. Be with your an upli- uplifting, uplifting <laughs> member of society. <laughs> yeah, Allah, shape it, Allah. Subhanallah. Even uh, tell us what you were telling about um, when you were in Sudan. A story with your cousin about uh, the sheep. Uh, well, this this whole uh, concept of being in groups is not just a thing among human beings. It's a thing among like among nature. Mm-hmm. So you can always see like you know a beehive. It's a group of yeah. bees, or a school of fish, or a flock of birds, or a wolf pack or a pride of lions. Mm. It's like I used to live in I used to live in Africa. I used to live in a village. So when I was a lot younger, I would go with my cousin. We would shepherd, you know, some sheep and some goats from to move them from one place to another place. And me being young, every time I saw a goat veer off, you know, away from its brothers or sisters, I would always run after the the goat and try to bring it back to the pack. My cousin would always tell me to just to just leave it and stay stay next to him because even the goat knows mm-hmm. that for it to survive it has to come back to its pack so i would just think oh really i would just continue walking on and then i would see the goat in the distance just slowly make its way back to the pack well i see it it's it's like a written law Allah's, yeah. Allah's, he knows it among it's among its creation it's like like you don't want to be the bee that's away from the hive that's caught lacking that gets clapped <laughs> you don't you don't want to be that bee you want to be like it's the same as society like You think now because in the modern world you don't see a lot of like um uh dude in the modern world dude everyone likes to try and praise people yeah I don't need anybody you know I'm all good on by myself you know this and that like trying to make themselves like look all big and tough yeah. just because of this thing right here just because of the music they listen to or the people mm-hmm. that they associate even that, they, even, that they did associate themselves even with that, I don't even like that statement the word I the word I did this I did that I did that no you didn't you and God so just take yeah. just take that out of your mind say alhamdulillah for even and even so why do you praise like When people do good things, maybe maybe you made a good accomplishment, a good achievement. Like, are you truly doing that for yourself or you want to help the people around you? 
That's where the true benefit comes from. You want to do it for the sake of Allah, you know, yeah, you do it for the sake of Allah, man. Yeah. Like you're doing everything for yourself, man. You're gonna die one day. Where's all that gonna go? It's the same thing with me. Like, bro, you you know, like I used to play football. Like, re- football was like a like another religion to me. It was something that it was like my it was my way of life. It was it was something I did every single day. There mm-hmm. wasn't a day that went by that I I didn't touch a football or that I wasn't practicing or doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Allah showed me that like football is not the way for you for you. And you know, as some, as someone who was getting closer to Allah, I trusted that you know when Allah takes something away from you, He will replace it with something even better. And that's what I trust. You know, I love football for the sake of Allah. And I was like, you know what? There, I need to do something that, you know, will be beneficial for me and my religion. It, beneficial for me in a way that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be satisfied with me. And eventually, like, as, as you know, everybody, everybody's life will be taken at some point. But when mine is taken, that Allah will be satisfied with me at that point. And he will say, you know, Hussein would have been uh, a Muslim if he, if he was alive for a million, like, years after the, the day that he's supposed to die. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh-huh. what that's what we should want. And that's what we like. That's what you should want for like the people around you, like your brothers mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. And what I've known from you know being being around amongst my brothers, like my Muslim brothers, that I've I've gotten closer to my dean as well. And like, mm-hmm. like our main topic of conversation, like ninety percent of the time, is, is religion. The dean. Yeah, it's, it's the dean of Islam. And it's like, bro, you even see when we when we go walk outside, like me and our, us and our brothers, like even when we go from the masjid, you know, on the day of Jummah, on the day of Jummah, we reunite with our brothers and we go somewhere, we go to like a mall or something. The people will look at us. The people will ask questions to us. They'll be like, "Who are these people? They're, they're so they're well dressed. They're well they're well spoken. They're walking with themselves in humility, and they just they'll ask questions about us." Some people, we have people that come to us when we go to like a gas station or something. They'll be like, "Wow, we're like, where you guys?" They'll just ask us where we're from. Like when we haven't even done anything, they just ask us where we're from, and like they'll ask questions about us. They'll ask questions about Islam, and it's just like it's like a, the people who you hang around. You don't want to be hanging around like a bunch of stinky people. Yeah, like I said, you know, going back to my point before, everyone you know tries to praise the fact that oh yeah, I could just do everything on my on my own and this and that. Like no no no, you have the wrong group of friends. You need to find people that are doing better than you. And matter yeah. of fact, like one thing that I've learned, especially like when it comes to anything in life, right? When it comes to getting better on your dean, or when it comes to trying to make more money, or when it comes to you know just trying to get a, into a better place in life in general, you need to find someone who has been where you at, where you were before, and is where you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So meaning, you know, you need to find someone who's above you. You know, someone that is is where you're trying to get to, right? Because you know, how how else are you gonna get there? Man. Yeah, and it's wallahi, it's interesting you say that because it, I heard a saying: if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> nah, you're in the no wrong way. You, you gotta you gotta keep on getting better and the and other gotta, thing i learned about is like look you have the master right and then you have the student the master all the only place he has to go from there is down but the student he's always going to be elevated yeah, he's always going to be elevated yeah subhanallah so he becomes a master <laughs> you, you guys underestimate the power of like humanity and companionship think about the, all the things if you were to go and talk to every single human being that's on earth think about the wisdom that you will now attain rather than just trying to find out the wisdom of the earth alone by yourself without anybody you want to hear Could something crazy yeah so Look at all the battles that the Prophet Ali saw to Sam and the Sahaba fought in, right? Mm-hmm. So we know he won mo- most of the battles, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, probably all of them except for one that I know of currently. So you know the battle of Badr, it was what, 300 versus 1,000, mm-hmm. right? And they won that. The Muslims won that because they were unified. You know, they were fighting for one cause. Yeah, you, you, for the cause of you give me a three, like, bro, 300 bad men. You give me 300 solid men, like Muslim men, solid on their deen. Like, the, bro, the heart is the strength of them. Well, lie. It doesn't matter. You could put any opponent in front of them; they'll be destroyed. Yeah, because they have the help of Allah. Yeah, they wait, got the help wait, wait. of Allah. Let me let me explain to you the next part. Think about. Um, so you guys know the Battle of Uhud. Mm-hmm. The Muslims lost that battle, right? Mm-hmm. So they were actually winning that battle, but because they didn't, they weren't unified. They yes, weren't in a brotherhood. You know, the other Muslims they didn't listen to the Prophet Ali. He said, "He said, stay where you are." 
He told the people with the uh, with the bows and arrows, he said, "Stay where you are." They didn't stay. They they moved forward, and then they they all got shot in the back. And then they actually that's why so many Muslims were martyred in that battle. But you see, the example here is that you know when Muslims are unified, when they're there, there's one cause. You know, they're fighting for one cause or whatever whatever the case may be. If they're unified in the cause that they're doing. You know, for the sake of Allah, then they're gonna win. There's no, there's nothing mm -hmm. that you can that can. And it's like you. it's like the people that I roll with, the people that I run with. If some, if one of my brothers told me to run back and forth three times, I would do it just because I trust that he knows he what's better. That's just an example, but like I trust what he wants from me. I trust Dude, that he knows it, what's better it, for it, me. Going, going again, how, how how can he defeat the Muslim? How you kill him, you make him a martyr, you put him in jail. He has more alone time with mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. and on top of that, and if you don't do either or, he's gonna continue continue to do what they're doing right yeah. now. And the integrity of a Muslim. Think about this. I heard a saying: the fear of death falls from the fear of life. The one who is afraid of is also afraid to live. Think about all the Muslims. None of them are afraid to die. They're prepared for the death. Someone may even want death so that they can see their creator. Now, like put that into the equation. If they're if they're not afraid of death, they're so afraid of death that they're not they're so not afraid of death that they want death. Think about how they view life. They're the ones that are actually living. Think about the saying: the fear of death falls from the fear of life. If they're afraid of death, they're not afraid, they're afraid of life. But if they're not afraid of death, they're not afraid to live. The truth, the Muslims, they're they're living. There, yeah. There's true integrity in that. Think about the, the halaqa that we listened to from the sheikh. Remember, we yeah. were in the masjid. He yeah. said, what he said about the heart? He said, the, the strength, the heart controls the limbs. The, the strength of the heart, if you have a strong heart, your, everything else will be strong. Trust in that. Yeah. Your pure heart, everything yeah. else will be strong. Your eyesight, you'll be able to see the truth. You'll be able, you'll be able to hear the truth. And you just said, um, like, the one who doesn't fear death won't fear the life. Like, they won't fear, like, they're, you know, going about their life. Mm -hmm. And that actually takes on to the part that, you know, when Allah grants you another day on this earth, you use it like with caution, like that this is a blessing for you, that Allah decided that you, your life was not taken over uh, last night and you're here again. You're still here. Your cause is still, God, yeah. You, yeah, you live, you live for the sake of Allah. And it's endless motivation. Your cause is still written. You're, yeah. you're, like if you're breathing right now, your cause is still, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. You can't stop because your cause is still here. Yeah, well, life. And, and these are like, the type of people wait, wait, that you wrote. Uh -huh. Me, me and my boy, me and my brother here, man. We always Muhammad, be talking yeah. about, we always be talking about certain stuff, like whether it's like knowledge in Islam mm -hmm. or whether it's not even knowledge in Islam. Like we're we're proving to ourselves, like why Islam is even more the truth, more so than other things. Mm -hmm. Asking questions, and that, that's what you that's what you should have in your in your brothers, man. That's what you should have in your friends. You should be able to rely on each other to you know. Mm -hmm. seek it's knowledge. like even even if like you were like in the army or like or like. On a, on a team, you wouldn't want to be with people who aren't written on the goal. Like, you wouldn't want to be with weak links. You got to be with strong people. This is companionship. This is how society was built. This is how the world was built. This is companionship. The world was not built like that. Hey. Yes, <laughs> how, how was it built? Hamid. Dude, what are you talking about? Wait. How was the world created? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Hamid, what do, what do you know about the um, what they call the, the barzakh? I'm not entirely sure what that is. You have no idea. You don't know what that is. No, you can have to. Okay, so have you ever heard about like the fact that souls before they're put onto this earth that like like before souls were put into their bodies that they were in an, in a state before before the wombs of their mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's well that's uh that's not where the souls are. That's actually the birth is after you die. The one before is called the. Uh, it's something at Urwa, something like that. But there there's a place for the souls. And have you ever heard the saying that? Like when you know that someone's just supposed to be your friend in this life, they say that yeah. you've met them before, like yeah. you knew them before before yeah. you were born. It's pretty much it's pretty much something like that. And I actually I truly believe that. I wanted to know, do you believe that? I do believe that. That's how I feel about you guys for the most oh, part. Hell yeah, my God, man. Oh my god, we're trying to meet each other in tender, bro. That's, <laughs> my guy, man. For real. And okay, hold on. Let's let's backtrack. Let's talk about like and we're all from Sudan, much. We're yeah. all from Sudan, right? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Ramadan in Sudan. 
the compare bro Ramadan um Sudan is it's a very hot place it's a desert desert is dry there's there is water over there there's plenty of water but like the people during <laughs> during Ramadan everyone's hungry everyone's angry everyone's hangry but at the time of but at the time of iftar when the maghrib adhan ends you will see people outside sharing food with each other the, the the one with the most is sharing with the one with the least and the one with dude, the imagine, least is sharing with the one with the most dude imagine eating dinner with like 30 people every single day yeah well like and bro, it's so peaceful and you know you know I, my uncle told me this he told me well, uh, you guys in america you guys don't eat from the same plate i was like what are you talking about he's like i see you and your brother you guys eat in separate plates and i was like what do you mean we're, we're all eating the same plate now so what does that what does that matter why are you saying that he said when i eat from the same plate you eat from the same plate now our, our blood is like the same we're our brothers now i was like well i never thought about it yeah. i thought about it differently from that day wow like i'm he's my brother now i'm his keeper i can watch him while he sleeps he can watch me while i sleep and we could i can trust him to protect me I mean trust a lot to protect you as well yeah as well, <laughs> man, of course man <laughs> i mean shoot man i i like my food man no 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 <laughs> nothing to what you just said but bro man, i like my look, food yeah, but, but they, man, if you can't break bread you fake man i'll give you the loaf of bread hold like, on, hold on, hold on. the prophet <laughs> sell him he never he never ate alone he always invited yeah, people over to, 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 to is, always come to eat with him in islam. the akhlaq think about the akhlaq that the, uh, the islam teaches the man like the true integrity of a man not not to lie not to slander not to backbite don't ever raise your hand against a defenseless person think this is what they teach the man this, imagine the honor and the integrity lower your gaze control yourself Always seek out knowledge and then seek out knowledge. Learn to try to do something, dude. Like, look, look at the greater reward of, of praying salah in, in together. Congregation, in yes, congregation, in congregation. You think this, you think this was like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just made it like, oh, he wanted to make it difficult for you? No, the reward is actually greater playing with someone. You look over to your left, you look over to your right, you see another Muslim brother playing to the same God as you. It would, it would increase you in your iman. I will, yeah. I mean. Remember, you remember over the summer when we were in, in Saudia, bro? Mm -hmm. We used to we used to pray in congregation, like pretty much all the salahs minus mm -hmm. uh, the silent prayers, mm -hmm. just because we knew that was better for us. Yeah. The whole family too, come on, like everybody praying together, just because we know this is much better for us. Yeah, like they're they're um, the fact that you may maybe we may not be able to go to the mosque and you know pray with like a whole bunch of people. We have our own, like we made our own mosque at the house, mm -hmm. and because you know what what does Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tell you? The world is your mosque. Mm -hmm. Like the, he the created earth, this world for us. Like everything on the earth is a mosque. Yeah, a you can pray the anywhere except, for, except for the restroom. Except look, for the restroom. Yeah. Look, listen, what what does Islam value so much that that is lost today in in the Western what? society? Family, family values. Family values. Dude, ima imagine how much better people would be if they just didn't grow up in a, in a broken home. Imagine mm -hmm. if they, they would have had that. They would have had a dad. They would have had a mother. You know, parents weren't always fighting. Like, look, look at the divorce rate in America, and you see the way people grow up here. You know, it's 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 miserable. Like it's sad to look at. Like I I honestly like you know it, I feel bad for those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, hold on, wait, hey brother, I'm not gonna lie to you. You need to start talking. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of agreeing with everything everything you guys are saying. So then jump in, ask something. <laughs> I mean, uh, you ever written an essay? They get, you can't just say, "Oh, I agree with you." You have to add supporting details. <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta right. add evidence to the claim. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just really thinking. Well, I'm but, but you, in. you know, one of the, I take everything. In. You know what the akhlaq of the Muslim man is? They speak, speak little, uh, unless uh, that what you know about. Speak little. See, you, you <laughs> a man is not with his honor when he holds his tongue. You, you, I mean, you can, but like you can always, you know, jump in, give your, give your side of the the thing if it if it goes with what we're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like we give examples, then you know, we were mm -hmm. talking about Sudan. We were talking about our own experiences and stuff like that. That's what people want to hear because people need to understand that we're just like them. People need to understand that you know, yes, 
We are all Humans different, are, different people. Different we're people. All, we all go through different things. We all think differently. But when you come back to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you turn to Allah before you return to him, then we're all in the same in that sense. Yeah. Because we all Humans have to are do the alike same one another. Thing. Yeah, we are all alike. But I feel like my main purpose here is because I have trust in each one of you that you guys will carry your lives correctly. Mm -hmm. So why I'm listening more than I'm speaking is because I really want to take knowledge from this sitting and take it back to people who I know need my help. Mm. So wait, 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 wait. I should have I should have a good question for everybody. So okay. if you had if you had a friend and they were lacking, mm -hmm. like yeah. they were someone who was struggling with prayer or something like that, but they wouldn't come to you or anything, but you see it, like you notice with their eyes that they, they might be someone who's struggling mm -hmm. or that they're not doing right, what would you tell them? How would you approach them? I would approach them from a from a place of understanding, really. I, because I can't I can't lie, I'm human beings. So I've always struggled with certain things, especially with my religion. So I'll always tell, I'll always ask them why they feel the way they do. Mm. So, okay, what about what about if it was one of us or or our, our brother? Well, if it was one of us, just for example, just you know, just for argument's sake, somebody who didn't pray, I wouldn't ask them. I wouldn't ask them. I wouldn't tell them directly to go pray. Or if you don't pray, this will happen to you. If you don't pray, mm -hmm. you know that will happen to mm -hmm. you. But I'll only say, for example, for I'll speak from my own experience because I'm comfortable doing that. Uh, before I would only I would only pray my you know my main five prayers. I've always been this way since I was seven. I would be doing all five of my prayers. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And it's always just been a routine thing. It's like I always from when I was really really young, I would establish my life around prayer. Mm -hmm. So I always knew the time of prayer. That's why I never have you know an adhan on my phone or anything because I just I usually oh, know. <laughs> Especially living in Sudan, it made it even easier because I would always hear the mosque. No yeah, matter where yeah. you are in Sudan, you would hear a mosque. Exactly. Yep. It let you know it was mm -hmm. the time of prayer, but. As I, you know, began to live longer and longer, I realized that, you know, I'm a human being that I've, you know, I've sinned. I sin mm -hmm. pretty, pretty regularly, whether it be cursing or eating a certain food that I didn't know or mm -hmm, listening yeah. to music. So I understand that while I do these sins, I'm always, I'm almost in a deficit. These five prayers aren't enough. Mm -hmm. So I started to do the, the extra two, uh, the sunnah. Rekatea, the sunnah after the fajr and I would do the, after the Isha prayer. Mm -hmm. And now I do that regularly. And even, even that doesn't feel enough. So if I explain this kind of point of view to somebody who doesn't pray, it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to tell them like I'm doing I'm doing a lot more than what I'm supposed to be doing. And I still feel it doesn't it yeah. doesn't feel that's like that's actually that's remarkably shit. Like that's so like that's good. True. Like the no, what, what wait, hold on. What he just what you just said, that is exactly how I approached it when I was like, you know, getting on top of my dean. Cause I like as we've like reiterated time and time again this is a journey and for me it's, it's the same type of journey it was it started with like okay you know i started praying right but then it got to a point where i was like okay i need to truly understand the meaning of what why prayer is obligatory why is it the yeah. second pillar of islam and once i did that then i was like okay me and five five time uh prayers is not enough even though it's the only it's obligatory yeah that's that's basically allah saying yeah this is what you have to do mm -hmm. but then the extra prayers on top of that is more like a like a call for help from to Allah, you know, calling for yeah. guidance and help. The, the five daily prayers, that's, you know, you have to have that conversation with Allah to keep that iman in your heart. Mm -hmm. But then to grow the iman in your heart is to do more, to to make more dua, to uh, send salawat on the Prophet. Uh, that's a form, that's a form of ibadah. Yes. Sending yeah. salawat on the Prophet, is a, it's a form of ibadah. It's a form fast of worship. More, fast more days. Yeah, fasting more days, you know, understanding. Helping the, your the, brothers, making yourself available charity. for yeah. help. Like yeah. truly, truly taking that type of stuff in and you know, you understand like, okay, maybe nothing will be enough. But the fact that you understand that, the fact that you have that in your heart, you know, that's, that's 
uh, a sign from Allah that there's iman in your heart, there's strength inside your heart that you understand. Yeah. You know, nothing may be enough because, you know, we don't get into jannah based off of what we do. We we make jannah off of His mercy. Like He, has, we need to earn the mercy of Allah because He's given us so much. Like yeah. there's so much that we are blessed with besides the materialistic things, besides any money you're given or any any phones or gadgets or whatever. You know, the ability that you could, you just have to see to be able to wake up every single morning and look at the sky, yeah. look at the creations of Allah. You know, the um, like what does could, it say? Yeah. Surah Rahman. What does it say? They they prostrate to Allah. You get like you're looking at these creations of Allah. These are things that praise Allah without doubt. Allah, mm -hmm. like I, I even like to think sometimes. I can breathe through my nose and through my mouth. I have two ways of breathing. <laughs> I have two ways of breathing. <laughs> but like that's crazy. And you can see the fact that you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He gave us muscles. He gave us limbs. He like He gave us the ability. He gave us strength. To, yeah, he gave He gave mankind. Strong. He gave mankind strength. Yeah, in Surah Al Mudathir, He gave mankind strength. He strengthened him to his, to his peak when you're in your thirties or something like that. To his peak, and then man, and then mankind defiantly obeys uh, disobeys him. Defiantly disobeys him, and you defiantly openly challenges God. Like bro, He gave you the strength, <laughs> and then to and then you like you you started out like a baby, and then you return like a baby. You you become old, brittle, and you you need a nursing home. You need someone to suckle you and the, take you to the bathroom. And he says, "Will they then not? Uh, will then they not? Will they not believe? Yeah, will they? <laughs> like, who is truly who, who is more wicked than this person? Could you imagine? The nah, that was that was actually like really simple yeah, what you just said, and so I really want to know exactly if it was if it was him. If it was him, if he was the one <laughs> that you me? saw, <laughs> what would you tell him? I want to know. Like, I, I want to know what everybody would say, but like, I, I'm going to start with you. Well, I would just, I would ask him why he's not praying. And what would you say? Just like, pretend, like, pretend yeah, for the sake of this. I mean, yeah, going back to the person, I'd be like, I'd ask him, you know, what's going on with their life, you know, right now. And I'm going to ask them, you know, why they're not praying. And then after that, I'm going to, you know, establish the, you know, the importance of prayer because, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're going through, you know, Prayer is going to be a means of, of getting out of that, right? You know, and with the hardship is going to come ease. So, and it's a struggle for all of us. You know, everyone struggles with something, you know, whether it be the hijab, whether it be the prayer, whether it be, but you know, we and have to life. understand how the prayer is the most important and thing. And yeah. also along with the prayer, like, I, that's why I feel like it's important to have good people around you. Cause maybe you, you're struggling with something, but like, imagine being around a whole bunch of Muslims and like, they're you, constantly you, praying. You know you're struggling and you see the people that are constantly praying like, bro, I can't be the only one that's not praying. I can't be the only one that's not like seeking forgiveness from my Lord. Like you see, and then you look at other everybody else's lives. You can't see the struggles, but you see like their gifts. Like you see what what they're getting. Like wow, now I gotta pray. Maybe like maybe my life will be turned around after I pray. Yeah. Like I, I remember, these are just the thoughts that like. Will go I remember your head. like it, it's once you're to a point where you're comfortable with people, like with people around you, then things like well, no matter what you tell them, because you you always want to tell them the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. And that's the type of person I am. That. You won't care how they react because you know you've done your part now. You've told mm -hmm. them the truth. If they turn away, that's on them now. And you know, if if they're not good for you, then Allah will uh, will take them away from you because they're not better for you. And I remember with him, like I used to get on him sometimes. Like I I used to because he this guy's my brother. Mm -hmm. I would get on you because like you you get, get on me. <laughs> like like for example, there um this dude he told me he he's the reason like he's not the reason but he's. Uh, part of the reason why I just like completely just let go of music altogether. He he said, yeah, I don't listen to music. I was like, so yeah, it's haram. I was like, oh, shoot, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I didn't question it because I trust this dude. I, I trust this dude more, with more than my life. Like, before I had knowledge on Islam, this dude had the knowledge. Like, I wouldn't, um, he, I had so much trust in this guy, I'd go to him before I even go to an imam because I was like, you know what, this dude, he knows. 
But if he doesn't know, then I'll go ask. I'll go ask a chef. Go ask someone of knowledge. Well, yeah. well, that brings up another of my points, bro. In the West, you know, it's see, it's very like common nowadays that people are disrespectful toward their family, but when they see a stranger, they'll take any advice that they say, or they'll be extremely nice to them. No, it's backwards. Like I'm not saying be mean to the stranger, but you're supposed to be extremely respectful towards your family, and you're supposed to take their knowledge. You're supposed to trust them with anything that they say. Like, like I know, I say, my brothers are the only people in the world who can stop me in my tracks and tell me I'm doing wrong, and I complete, I completely and 100 trust them. Those yeah. are the only people in the world that can do that. And you know, uh, it it's crazy because wait, what, you said what did you just say about the uh, the you won't you won't listen to strangers? Yeah, or you you'll you'll, listen you'll, to you'll, listen to, you'll be gullible towards the strangers. They'll tell you anything. They'll tell you like, the, they'll tell you the government's watching me right now, and then you you start looking around like you'll believe anything from the stranger. But then when your brother tells you it, like dude, you know, you're, you're, it's you're crazy. Well, not even right. Your mom your mom tells you to go take out the trash, and you're over here arguing with her about that. Yeah, but <laughs> imagine. But then, but then your friend tells you to get on the game, and you're like you're, you're like that, like it doesn't. That's shaitan, bro. That's shaitan just turning you away. You you have to understand, bro. Someone who who can't even pray to their Lord five times a day, like what makes you think they're really going to listen to you as a, you know, when you're, when you're Mm -hmm. coming at them with genuine and good advice? Mm -hmm. How would you, how would y'all up, like lift up a friend of yours who is not as fortunate as you? Like if you, let's say you came into some money, how would you uplift your friend? I'll get him the bag too, dude. I'm gonna put him on. Look, yeah, listen. Put him you on. have to understand. Look, look, hold on, bro. You, 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 you give a man a fish one time, you feed him for that day. But you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for life. So the same thing. If I start making money and I start, you know, getting up there, if I get on the knowledge of, of Islam and I get on the dean, I'm gonna put my brother on too. I want, I want for my brother what I want, I want for, for myself. myself. Hey, no, hold on, hold on. How do you ensure that like this brother's not just leeching off of you, not just someone who's just gonna I keep you back? I, 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 I can't. I don't know what's in his heart, but I surround myself with people. I surround myself with Muslims. Muslims hold themselves you with said, integrity. That's how much. You, you said, how do I know? Of course, I'm, I don't know. You know, whatever he's doing at the same time, I'm doing it for the sake of Allah. So let's say if he if he ends up going against my back, I know Allah is pleased with me. And that's all I need. Mm. I don't need the fact mm. that he, you know, he played me. Okay, you know, he lost it. That's his loss. And Allah, on top of that, will punish him for what he did. You know, and may Allah, may Allah guide this person, you know, because there's, there's like... That's that's truly sad to see a person like that because you know how can you really be like that? How can you hate the person? How can you bite the hand that feeds you? you well, know? that's happened to me. Like I've I've helped people out like multiple times, and I knew like okay, like you're a friend to, to kind of like you're basically an acquaintance. Like this person, these people are basically acquaintances, and I've helped them like without without thought. They said they may have needed the money or they may have needed something like they've needed a ride or something, and I won't ask for anything in return. But then they'll keep asking me. Yeah, and at that point, it's not like. It, it gets to the point where they they kind of expect it from me. If I say no, then they get upset with me. Right. And I'm like, what do I like? That's what I, that's basically what I was just trying to say. How do you understand that type of situation? Well, what would you say? What would you say, Muhammad? And well, in a situation like that, I would have to now. I wouldn't just help somebody with you know getting a ride or having some money. I would try to help them find you know find the foundation. So if they're having trouble getting a car, I would give them rides, but I would also help them find the car. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're having trouble, you help know, them fix the problem. Exactly. While, help, like, help them fix the problem. It's like, it's like, uh, like they're in between homes right now. So you give them on your couch and you open up Zillow on the laptop for them. They can look for home. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I understand. Well, yeah, see, but for me, as a, like as a brother, I'm, you know, I'm someone I will try my best to help you, but you got to understand I'm the same person as you. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not my dad. You know, my dad, he may have more resources to help other people because, you know, he's a working man. You know, he makes way more yeah. money than me. It's not like, if, if I, if I give you money, you have to understand that that money came from a good place type of thing. Like, I'm not giving, it I'm came not, from my heart. Yeah, it, it came, came from my heart yeah. because, you know, I'm not someone who just makes like all this types of, all this money. So if I give it out to you, you have to understand that this came from a good place. It gave, like, I'm trying to do good for the sake of Allah. What have I said previously? 
you do things for the sake of people, you're always going to be disappointed mm. every single time. You know, mm. let's say they don't even give you a thank you. You know, you're going to feel disappointed, you know, just, just by that. But when you do things for the sake of Allah, you're always going to be happy. This person might not have said thank you. They might have not given me anything in return, but Allah is pleased with me. Mm. And this is all that matters. Because, you know, you know uh, what, what you do for the sake of Allah will always come back to you and it'll always be better. You know, there's a hadith in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, you're, you're, uh, giving charity does not decrease wealth. You know, so whatever you do, whatever you give out out of your own money, out of what Allah has provided for you, it will always come back to you and it'll always be greater mm. than what you have given out before. So you, I'm not worried about, you know, someone using me or this and that because I don't do it for them. I do it for the sake of Allah. God, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I do have experience being a people pleaser. Like there was a time where I was someone who just wanted to please people around me because, you know, what, like I just wanted, like if, if they wanted something from me, you know, I'd do it for them just because... You know, I thought they, I thought they wanted help from me as a person, not bro, just because I was like, offering them help or I because don't they could ask. Because, bro, I'm, I, bro, when people ask me for help, I'll be like, oh my goodness. But like, now that I got started, started getting on my deal, I'll be like, man, I just gotta help this person just because God wants me. Because like, yeah. for the sake of God, like, if I would, sometimes I think to myself, like, if I was not a Muslim, I would not be helping this person right now. <laughs> like, I, I really, I, yeah. Sometimes I really gotta think. Okay. How can I help you though? Because some people they be they just be asking for some outrageous things, and I'm like, oh, well, I really want to help you, like I really do. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll make dua for you. But there there are some things like you have to understand that not everybody has the resources to do. Like just what you know how the, uh, giving charity, you know, it's it's part of the five pillars of Islam, and then also giving sadaqah is you know it's, mm -hmm. it's sunnah, right? But some people expect it. If you expect charity, then what? Like what the heck, man? Like you you're saying. Give it out dude, for the dude, sake dude, of God. Dude, look, listen, <laughs> bro. The hypocrisy in these people, bro, is amazing, bro. Because look, listen, you have to understand, dude. These people have the perfect opportunity right in front of them. Look, live, living here in the West, right? You know, a lot of people here are are broke by choice, not broke because you know they don't have any other way. You know, they they just want to sit there and be lazy and be a bum. Look, look at mo look at most of the the population. People be waking up every day, smoking and drinking and celebrating straight failure. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, bro, look how much money they put into that, dude. They can be using that money to invest into a business, invest into themselves, invest into the dean. Give it out as charity. They could be doing so much more with that money. But like I said, you know, they just want to go uh, wake up in the morning, smoke a blunt and celebrate nothing. Like, <laughs> like, dude, you need to do something with your life. They're, like lacking, they're lacking the ambition with life. And it's, it's the people that are next to him, the, the fools that are next to him, the sheep that are next to him that are telling them, dude, don't worry, you're, you're in a good place. Like, imagine, imagine if I woke up every day and smoked a blunt, you guys told me that I was in a good place and I was celebrating failure. Imagine, bro, like, I don't know, like, or like that, bro. That's cool. You. I'm not gonna appease you, no. like, like, dude. If like, I saw you do that, bro, I'd smack you. Like, bro. I, don't, like, I don't know who's more stupid the person who's waking up and smoking the blood every day and listening to them, the people who's telling them that he's okay. Smack both of them. <laughs> like, we, we have our own ways, like, as who we are as brothers right now, that like we keep ourselves in check no matter what it is. <laughs> like, there, yeah. we, if you, if you are seen doing something dumb or wrong, yeah, I would have been then, like, you're gonna, you're I love gonna, yeah, you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it. Like, you're not gonna hear mm -hmm. the end of it, too. It's, <laughs> it's like you're getting attacked with sticks, but the sticks are words, and you don't wanna hear it from, from any of us because you don't, you don't ever wanna see your brothers in a, like, you don't ever want your brothers to see you in a place that, you know, anybody else could see you in because your brothers are not just anybody, you know, there's someone you like to spend your time with, spend your, like, you're comfortable with. You're not, mm -hmm. you're, you're not, uh, like in the office, putting your hands up, right. Wearing mm -hmm. a suit or whatever. Like you could chill with them, no matter what the circumstance mm -hmm. is, no matter where you're at, that type of thing. And you don't, you don't want them to be seeing, but then there are, <laughs> there are certain times where you, no matter what you do, Allah saw, what, yeah. you, know, you can't hide it from nobody else. I mean, yeah, it comes in a, it comes from a place of, you know, it comes from like really deep within you. Whenever I see one of my brothers, you know, tripping or doing something that I know they're not supposed to be doing, 
it's like, yeah, I do everything, you know, for, you know, Sibirillah and then, you know, for the cause of Allah. But I almost feel a sense of, you know, self-responsibility. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the yep. day, like, I'd much rather, I'd much rather have my friend hear me yelling at him about it than mm. for Allah to ask him about yeah. it. Oh, wait, wait. So. That's, bro, that's amazing. Like the other bro, day, <laughs> wait, look, wait. All right, the other ahead. day, the other day y'all got on one of our brothers. <laughs> I miss I missed the conversation, but they they were out here educating our brother in, in our group chat and they were getting on his head. I'm sad I missed it. And our brother behind yeah. the camera, he was doing the same thing. They were all getting on his head. But see, that's the type of thing. You have to be able to like... Yeah, talk, you, you know he will never do that again, though. Yeah, you have to be able to speak to him, like educate him, but also in a manner that you know, like don't ever do that again, though. I don't want to see this type of behavior ever again. <laughs> yeah. Because it's foul, bro. You know, and I know, I know there, yeah. are people, there are people behind the, the screen that will say, oh, why wow, these brothers are so judgmental to each other. No, we're, we're reaching peak performance. We're just helping each other reach peak performance. This is not judgmental. Dude, yeah. imagine if there was no criticism. Yeah. Imagine, like, yeah. imagine you just, you know, you you went and like you invented something, and like people were like, yeah, you know, that thing is so good. Like, where where's the room for improvement? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you? How can you get anywhere in life if you're gonna be so sensitive to everything that we say? Like, no, you like, you know, you need to take a real, a real, uh, genuine man or woman is gonna take something someone said and uh, try to apply it to their life to improve improve their life in any way, shape, or form. You know, not not take it as a, a as a sign of offense. Because look, me, whenever someone says something to me, I don't I don't ever take it as something offensive. I'm just like, okay, you know. Like if they say something, I'm like, all right. <laughs> you like, know? let's analyze it. Let's reflect upon it. Yeah, like no matter no matter what belief system you have or whatever, Muslim or not, you have to be someone who wants for your your brothers or your sisters what you want for yourself. Like if you're a man or a woman, you have to want for them, uh, for the people around you, what you want for yourself. The success you have, you have to want it for them as well. You have to be able to um, like speak with them in a manner that you know you're, you guys are respectful, but at the same time, you guys challenge each other to be greater. I'm someone who, I will, I'm gonna challenge all y'all to be greater. And if we're going to the top, like if we're, if we're gonna do find success in anything, then I'm gonna bring them with me. I've always told them like, like you guys are part of the team. Everybody, everybody who's around us, they're part of the team. Whether like, you're on camera or not, you're part of the team just because you were here when we started. And I want you around when, like, no matter where yes. this uh, It's like, takes. Wallahi, Wallahi, I know that when one of us reach the top, the rest will follow. That's that's how connected we are. We're not that far apart. We're all connected. When one of us reaches the top, the next will follow, then the next, then the next, then the next. Then we're all at the top, we're chilling. That's what chilling. Because we're we're in a position where we've like solidified our like our bond with each other to the mm -hmm. fact that this bond is not just in this world. It's not in, in like, the desires of this world. Like we're not deluded by what's here because we understand what the end goal is, what what the hereafter will hold for us if we make it to Jannah. Because mm -hmm. if we're companions in Jannah, then what can you stop? That's eternal life right there. They're, they're, our bond will be eternal there. Mm -hmm. And you know, the fact that we could say that uh, like I want for my brothers the fact that if I weren't to see any of you in Jannah, I'd be like, "Yeah, Allah, where is so and so?" Mm -hmm. And you know how you could save save mm -hmm. people if they if they were in the hellfire or not, or the fact that I'd be able to remember y'all. Like I'm trying to remember y'all because you know there's a lot that you like, won't remember. How, in the how can I enjoy Jannah without my brother? Exactly, that's what you want for yourself. You want to be able to like have your brothers yeah. alongside. You want to have with purified you. companions and yeah. abide there forever with them. Mm. Like you, you be able to think about the fun, the fun that you'd be able to have in that in that life. Versus what you could do here. Like, yeah, we have fun here, but we also know that this this life dude, is a mission. That's the best part. You get the best of both worlds. You get the best life here and you get the best life there. What do you lose? What? You're a good person? What? You gave charity? What? 
you 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 you, you, you are, you're at peace what do you lose like i'm being so serious you're not the one waking up every morning smoking a blunt and drinking alcohol celebrating failure. straight failure like no yeah, well, like like i feel i feel undefeated like day in and day out knowing yeah. that i got muslim no, brothers knowing that i have me. knowing that i have brothers that will back me if the entire world was against me knowing that i have allah like as long as i do good and do good deeds and repent to him knowing that i have this like i feel like i can say anything i can do anything with the utmost confidence as long as it is in accordance with Islam. Yeah. Right. Knowing that I have brothers that will we back We can truly up. live. We don't fear the death. Mm-hmm. Like when you and got, the moment my brothers tell me I'm doing something wrong, I will backtrack. Well, I'll right. backtrack. Yeah, when you got brothers that are that are challenging you to be a better person, not just like a better Muslim as well as a better person, challenging you to be successful in life no matter what circumstance you're in. And the fact that like if any of us were to go through a hardship, we remind each other of like the um, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ways of the Prophet alayhi salatu because right. there's no other way for you to deal with things than those ways, the ways that Allah has prescribed for us in the Quran and the way that the Prophet alayhi salatu right. lived like and what he taught. Like when you have that and the fact that you, you know, you challenge yourself to get closer to the deen of Allah, then like you're 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 undefeated. You There's that feeling is undefeated. Like, There's nothing that can beat that. Look at look at the Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam. Look at Prophet Muhammad. He's first off, he's the most influential man to ever <laughs> to ever walk the earth. Yeah. Even he had companions in Sahaba. He had people around him. Yeah. He's he's literally peak humanity. He had people around him. And but look how he elevated them. And he elevated them. Look at the the like from what we know, ten Sahaba that are a guaranteed Jannah. Look at how he elevated them in status. Like look, look at, at their rank now. Yeah, look at um, look how they were before and look how they are now. What was, Abu Bakr uh, anhu, What was he nicknamed when he uh, became a companion of the Prophet? He was nicknamed as Siddiq, the truthful, because everything he said, he it, they believed was the truth. If he said something, they believed it was truth. He was the first person to believe um, in the the night ascension, the Isra wal Miraj. Because people obviously they always question stuff that happened, any miracles that were happening or anything that happened revolving uh, regarding the prophet, they would question. But if he said it, they believed it because he was such a noble man, and he mm-hmm. he was he was uh, one of the first people to accept Islam. And then look at look at um, Umar ibn Khattab. We talked about he wasn't he wasn't a great man uh, before he joined Islam, but then he joins Islam, he becomes one of the ten guaranteed Jannah. And he's also becomes one of the most uh, greatest warriors. He yeah. becomes one of the greatest warriors, warriors greatest and, leaders. Yeah, leaders of the Muslim. Like, bro, yeah. he, he became a boss, man. You give me exactly. And then, like, it, it's just uh, things like that. You look at how Islam has elevated people, elevated their status, elevated like um, the character within them. You know, created bonds, created brother brotherhood, created unity. But obviously, there's so much fitness today that we're we're becoming divided. You know, so many people they they see themselves as like this and that. Or they they interpret the the Quran in different ways. Like I remember, I saw a video that said it was by Jubilee. They were they had liberal Muslims and they had conservative Muslims. Conservatives are like us. Mm-hmm. They are people who believe the Quran and Sunnah are perfect the way they are. Nothing needs yeah, to be and changed. They don't need to be and then you got liberal Muslims who want to like liberalize Islam for the way that uh, we live today. And so there was a question that was like the Quran should be reinterpreted for the 21st century for like the times that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. And there were people who said yes because they were like, oh, because some people who come to Islam, they don't really understand how, you know, the book from 1400 years ago or something, something could be like uh, in this time. And before you guys even say anything, I want to say this. The fact that anybody could think that the Quran could be, uh, should be reinterpreted. How, how can you not see what's wrong with what you just said? You're basically saying that Allah did not know what's going to happen. You're basically saying that the Prophet ﷺ didn't know what was going to happen in the Ummah. He, he saw certain things and that's why he gave us warnings. He said, there will come upon a time in my Ummah in such and such. He said it in multiple um, 
hadith where he gave us signs of, uh, about the end of times and about the times of this ummah and what would happen and like the fitness we'd face. And then you're you're basically insulting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling, saying that Allah doesn't didn't know that this was going to happen. So maybe we should like uh, reinterpret the Quran and say like, and make things lawful that aren't lawful. Because one of the things that these liberal Muslims said was that the people of Lut were, uh, didn't get destroyed because they, they were uh, gay. They didn't get destroyed because of that. And they're saying that being gay isn't haram or being bisexual isn't haram. Being, you know, obviously being anything other than heterosexual, they're basically saying is not haram. Being a transgender, they're saying, oh, um, they basically, they said that, uh, what's it called? That is, you know, an identity thing with them. And I, they're basically saying again, Allah has made mistakes. Mm. Nah, bro, that's cap. It is cap, but what would you tell someone... This is, this is what, what I'm asking. I tell them? What would you tell them if they said the Quran needs to be reinterpreted? Like, do they have perfected yeah, bully religion? <laughs> <laughs> you bully. I'd be like, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean it needs to be revised? You need to be revised. Yeah, yeah, tighten up, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, what did you just say from Surah Al Ma'idah? So they have perfected you, my, uh, your religion, Islam. Islam, yeah. Yeah, the day of Arafah. Islam. Yeah. That's when the uh, Islam was perfected. Muhammad, what would you say? Yeah, what would you say to someone like that? Well, I don't think, obviously, the Quran is, doesn't need to be reinterpreted because that would mean that there was something wrong with it in the beginning. But the Quran is always being interpreted. I don't know if that, if that is because, like, there's a reason why the Quran was the last book. Mm, yeah. It's yeah. eternal. It's going to, this is the book Timeless, that's going to yes. be fitting for, you know, for humanity all the way until the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there are certain things in the Quran that we don't know what they are. And it's, it's up to generations after us to look at what it was mm -hmm. and then truly understand what it meant. Like, for example, scientific miracles we found out today. Like, yeah, did you really think exactly. people like a thousand years ago were, were really like on that, like the way we are today? Because yeah. now we're looking at it, we're like, dang, like oh, how, 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 how could now this you have been known? See, yeah, you even see it. And like when the body, so, of, yeah, when the so body who, of Pharaoh, yeah, well, you're right. When the body of Pharaoh was found, like the people, in, um, people like... 200 years ago probably didn't know what this Yeah, meant. they weren't thinking about it. But then it. they found the, uh, the body of the Pharaoh. So and imagine if you see in the Quran what it says. The Quran so, says, we'll preserve your body as a warning signs to those who come after you. Allah knew what was going to happen. He, he knows, like, bro, it's literally like idiotic of you to say God didn't know what was going to happen. Like, are you stupid? Yeah, bro, look, <laughs> there's, there's still so much about the Quran that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, like, you know, what, what he made it was a really good point that, is. you know, there's still many generations to come after us and... You know, who knows what they will yeah, discover. So what would I say to someone who says the Quran needs to be revised? I'd be like, yeah, you're cap. Yeah, you need unlimited revisions. <laughs> you, you need revisions. You got to look at You need that. to look at the people around you because they need to help you. And you look at belief systems around us. None of them are permitting the, the stuff that people are saying that Islam should permit. Islam is not, is not a religion that is saying we're open to this or you can... Uh, dude, I was do this openly and not see like not it, it be not a sin. Dude, I, I was driving past the church yesterday and it said we say gay on the banner. I'm like, dude, where did this come from? Like, <laughs> where did where where did these uh, revisions come from? Look, we can't we can't like accept that because you know Islam will be standing regardless of if no one was a Muslim or if everybody was a Muslim. Haram is haram, yeah. even if everybody's doing it, and halal is halal, even if nobody is doing it. Simple yeah. as that. Simple as this one. Islam will stand no matter what because Islam doesn't need none of us. Allah doesn't need none of us. So it, for, for someone to say like, oh, this pushes people away from Islam, then let them be pushed away from Islam. They're, put, they're allowing shaitan to push them away from Islam. Because if you want to reject the scripture, if you want to reject the, the words of Allah, then you, you, are, you are just as bad as everybody else who, uh, who like, is getting turned away.
Mm. Like there, there's no dis- there's no distinction between you and there's no dignification in saying something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, alhamdulillah. 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 Alhamdulillah for Islam, man. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> yeah. But um, with that being said, you know, I'm going to close out this episode, you know, this uh, episode speaking about unity, man. We need to be unified as, a, uh, as, an, uh, as, as an ummah. ummah. And as a human beings, we need to be unified. We need to look to each other, advise each other, be like truly brothers and sisters in, in Islam. You know, that, that term brothers and sisters in Islam is not just a term, man. That, you have to take that to heart. That mm. like we, we are brothers and sisters. We should all want to see each other in Jannah mm. one day. Like right. Regardless if you know me or if you don't. If you, if you know us as a Muslim, then you know, take us in as a Muslim and you know, advise us or you know, teach us or whatever. Do whatever you can to... you know help the betterment of society. That's what we should be looking to do. You know, doing everything for Sabilillah, for the cause of Allah. You know, with that being said, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. All right, with that being said, just a reminder, like every single episode, we're not scholars, still students of knowledge, always open to correction. So yeah, and I hope you guys liked and enjoyed this. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share with all your friends and family members, inshallah, spread the deen, spread Islam. You know, and also we want you guys to reach out with us, engage with us. You know, we want to talk with you, inshallah. So with that being said, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.